Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mediocre Conversations with Tom and Drew. I'm Tom. And I'm Drew. And if you're wondering why Tom is going so fast, it's that he's desperate to start our conversation today. Uh, <laughs> something about our podcast being mediocre, something about guaranteeing. Give him the guarantee. Guaranteeing it's mediocre. Tom, would you like to start? All right. Thank you. So off air, we were just talking about people... What something I I lightly touched on last podcast, which was <laughs> lightly. That's correct. That's the accurate adjective. Was, uh, people apparently not worried about their own survival, which uh is okay up to a point. I think now you used you used the analogy of. I have to touch the stove to make sure it's hot at least once sort of thing. Sure. Which is fine, but that's in your own house. That's in your safe space where nothing is supposed to be able to, even though there's a thousand things around you that could kill you at any time, but you're going, you're testing the boundaries within your own safe space. But as soon as you get someplace completely new, Mm -hmm. I would imagine that, at, at least because you know omega we haven't spent any any long time in any one place uh uh parent or mary and pippin uh they were only anywhere once and they decided to just fuck about the entire time uh and even uh nelly from last of us mm-hmm. a skosh right a skosh that's right yeah season th- or episode three uh in the in the um gas station or whatever right uh now i mentioned that omega is maybe the least offender of all of these because she's the most childish right but these other ones like as soon as you get outside of your comfort zone your instincts i would think as a as just as like somebody who wants to not die your instincts would more than likely tell you don't touch the stove or don't touch anything (laughs) or certainly don't leave the people who are keeping you alive or you know but you know mary uh, mary and pippin were adults for all intents and purposes right i'm I'm not sure how old they were but they were adults and they're just like i'm bored well frodo was 50 so yeah yeah so they're all old though they're old enough to be to to just sort of I don't know be a grown up about it. They're they're causing all this shit because they're bored or because common sense, logical, trained yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. There's there's only so much. And uh uh Nelly, same sort of Ellie. 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 No Ellie. Ellie. Thank you. You're welcome. Played the game and everything, everybody. That's that's how good I am with names. You got the name right all the time you said it before off podcasts. It's true. The difference is you've started drinking. So mm. I've continued drinking. There's so we're going to have to difference. keep this right around 60 minutes, I think, tonight. You don't you don't know me. What's the uh, officer problem? Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, she's she has never been outside the QZ. She's in a whole brand new place. Yep. And she's still just like, hey, I found a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna not tell the only person that I know out here. Yeah, what I what I'm up to. I'm just gonna go exploring. 
and they, it just they seem to be working in and and sorry they seem to be working in direct conflict with their own continuance of life which yeah. you kind of posited like well that's what children do and i'm sure that is quite right that's what children do uh they seem to always want to be ending their own lives uh but that was my point yes. yeah i will say though that this episode this the the first episode we're talking about today yeah uh they did a really good thing that i picked up on which was they they start their mission i can't i'm pulling it up now but they start the their mission batch. we're back yeah, to the bad i'm batch sorry everybody. i'm so sorry everybody thank you the bad batch the episode five mm-hmm. that we're talking about today mm-hmm. and omega looks at uh hunter and hunter's like what are the rules and omega's like don't run off don't talk to people that aren't you guys listing all of the shit that she's fucked up with in the past yeah. everything i everything i yelled about last Pretty week it's yeah. just like don't do this don't do that don't do that and don't do that and they're like okay let's go so i thought that was really fun that i was super angry about all of that and now they're just like okay we have to we have to rain rain omega in a bit yeah and i really like that and no one else has ever done that like you don't see you Mary or Pippin, whichever is the one grabs the the eye or the orb of some of chartreuse or whatever it is. I can't remember the name at all. God damn it. Do you or know what it is? Uh let me see. Uh, the Palantir. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's never just like, oh, I shouldn't touch that. Or, you know, no one's ever like, okay, okay, Pippin. Keep your hands to yourself. You know, he's just like, oh, what's this other cool thing? Let me just let me just play with that now because I want to because I'm bored. Can't you understand that? But no, Omega, they figured it out. Bad Batch figured it out. They're way cooler than uh, Gandalf and crew <laughs> when dealing with uh, small children <laughs> or hobbits. literally literally a sentence I never thought that I would hear in my entire life. <laughs> hey, Bad Batch figured it out way cooler than Gandalf and crew. <laughs> I stand by it. This is the kind of hard hitting insight you can expect (laughs) from our podcast. 60 episodes in. Oh, man. Jeez. There's so we're we're talking about episode five rampage right now. That's right. Which there's a there's a a, quite a bit in here, I think. See, I thought you were going to freak out at this episode. Oh, at what part? Like freak out in a good way or a bad way? A bad way. I thought there would be a continuation of your thought process from last week because so the the bad batch. Let's to quickly sum up. The bad batch ends up in the let's call it in the employment of a female Trandoshan named Sid, who's kind of this like information broker. She has odd jobs. She's the NPC that you always look for at the start of a D and D campaign. That's going to help. Yeah, you get she gives them a lot of missions. Yeah, yeah. So, um. So she gives them this mission that they have to go rescue what they perceive to be a child named Moochie. Moochie. Turns out to be a baby Rancor. Turns out to be the Rancor in Jabba's palace. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that was to... really cool. Yeah. So the last few moments of Moochie's freedom, everybody. <laughs> so um, they go off to rescue Moochie. They land on the planet. It's a planet. Um, from this race called the Zygerians. 
who used to have a huge slave empire who have fallen on tough times and uh, they want to reestablish the slave trade. And so they've captured some people and the bad batch goes in to rescue them and then they get captured. And then it's just Omega by herself and the gonk droid gonky, which is the <laughs> kind of thing that drives me insane. <laughs> um, and, so, then, uh, and then she goes off to save them and, and I thought you'd be like, ah, here this bitch goes again, running no. off into danger. See, here's what they did, though. Yeah. She's like, she's like, what's the plan, team? We're going in there getting uh, Moochie coming out, right? And they're like, get the fuck on the ship. That's your mission. Stay on the fucking ship. And then they get captured. The bad guys start going on the ship. So now she has to leave for her own safety. Right. Yep. So she had to break the rules. For her for her own safety. And of course she saves the day. Yeah. So but she did what she was told. She tried at least. And then and, and she was even at the very beginning. They were like, all right, we gotta go here. We gotta do some exploring. She's like, uh, we're supposed to be laying low, guys. And they're like, uh, well, we don't have the comfort of uh a government giving us money anymore. So we have to do shit, right? So like sh- so far, I think what happened was they heard my rant from last week and they retconned the entire series because they basically shit all over me. Came out two years ago, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, irrelevant. They basically shit all over my point that I ranted about for 10 minutes last week yeah. and rectified all of that this week, or at least tried. So I think my the most surprising part for me was when they had to talk about the rules and then Echo backhands her across the face with his little st- stomp arm and he's like and then she was like I learned my lesson. No. <laughs> it's like did I did it happen? It did not happen. <laughs> Would have been hilarious. Yeah. Um. But there's a cool moment when they meet Sid, yeah. where it were all all four of the adults are like, uh, Loki, we're looking for Sid and and. This person is like, well, you're in the wrong fucking place. You need to get the fuck out of here and keep your mouth shut. And then yeah. they they go over and they're like, guys, we really need to find him. And then Omega just looks up at her and like, you're Sid. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, yeah, you're way smarter than those idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it when she got on her comm unit from four feet away. Oh, my like, gosh. Guys, I found Sid. And then you can hear her talk <laughs> and it through the through the communication thing. That was great. That whole bit where they give her they give her a comm unit and it's all cool because like she's one of the gang now. Mm-hmm. And then she's like talking to them right in their face through the comm unit and they're like, it's not a toy. And then they're having a conversation and Wrecker's covering her up so you can't see her. And she's just like, yeah, I agree. And they all like and then the reveal that she's still just right behind them, but still using it. It was so funny. Well, she'll probably become your second favorite disney character just like ahsoka became mine yeah after wrecker oh sure 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 if wrecker's your favorite then that's that's fine he's a great in the series no oh in star wars yeah period so so sid becomes their financier essentially right yeah sid's cool voiced by the incomparable rhea perlman oh okay from of course uh cheers back in the day is probably where everybody knows her best the wife of uh, Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this this is pretty straightforward. There's just a couple little nuggets, right? And and you you talked about the end at the beginning. 
Uh, it's cool seeing the baby Rancor. Mm-hmm. Pretty. I thought he was going to murder that other animal, that bizarre Basark or something. I'm not really sure what that thing was. Um, the I've subtitles only... tell you what it is because it says animal name Roar or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. Pretty neat looking thing. It's pretty gnarly. It's uh, basically like a reptilian flying squirrel. Yeah. With spikes all over its face. But they have an interesting conversation about um, slavery. Because Omega doesn't know what that is. Oh, right. Yeah. And then Tech's just like, well, you can sell people for money. <laughs> I love Tech. Yeah, very, very to the point. But uh, I thought that was interesting. It's just like, well, some people own other people as property. And then did they ever make any sort of acknowledgement that they they sort of were property? Or is there an illusion they, of free they, will for them? I don't know that they see it that way. Um, yeah. Or all the clones for that matter. Right. So I guess. I think there's some real solid points on both sides of this, this equation, because, yeah, first of all, we made you. Um on an assembly line well or as close to it as yeah a human being can have yeah and uh you 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 know like uh we built you for this one specific purpose and uh, we don't you, like it when you, you have been yourself. bought and paid for yeah you you, 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 you exist because you. of a transaction that was made yeah and you can't really go off script and you do what we tell you and <laughs> By the way, we put these things in your head so that if you ever tried to do that, we would force you back on the path. Yeah. So I guess I get why they would never. Also, they still have their chips. Which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah. But other than that, I so we meet Sid here. They kind of, they, they make. It's nice that Omega learned from her uh, misgivings from the last four episodes. Uh, she gets a weapon now. Yeah. She finds a, a light cro- a light crossbow. Light yeah, it's bow. a Star Wars bow and arrow, basically. Yeah. Um, I hate this thing so much. Why? As a weapon or the fact that they gave the kid a weapon? No, I don't care that they gave the kid a weapon. Um, I care that it's a ornate gigantic bow and arrow that is a gun effectively uh it's just uh gross and i hate <laughs> like, it just give her a fucking blaster but they, yeah they why is it a, hard to they can't put a gun in a kid's hand on a cartoon show that's fair that's fair but they can put a bow and arrow in one so far as there's no fucking difference in those two weapons whatsoever she is toting what amounts to a semi-automatic gun. Yeah. On her forearm, which okay, it's a neat piece of tech. It'll fit well on like a Funko Pop or whatever. Yeah. But like the fact that it is an energy bow and arrow just rubs me the wrong way. I don't care. But just irrationally, I just irrationally don't like it. How do you feel about in the Clone Wars them having like trebuchets with like, lasers don't go in arcs they go in straight lines so it's ridiculous oh sure sure now if you had line of sight to everything that's cool or if it was like a laser powered capsule that you're shooting or whatever 
that's fine but like lasers it's light it you know like it needs gravity to bend like you're not fucking with that i mean yeah it's and stupid. like it's hard to it's hard to pull the bow back and that yep. takes physical strain next episode she was fine with it <laughs> to a degree to yeah. a degree uh Got strong quick but yeah the i mean the whole the the weapon as as a whole sort of like if you can think a little bit longer about it then it sort of just starts to fall apart right yes and clearly we're not supposed to clearly it doesn't matter and like it does make her more unique from the rest of the crew yeah and they all have their own like little different weapons anyway like wrecker's gun is kind of like a submachine gun and hunter doesn't really use one and uses one regular knife and one energy knife yeah he's he's got a lot of stuff going on and uh then of course tech and echo each just have like kind of your standard pistols yeah uh, i i will say echo's kind of deadly with his offhand you know like since considering doesn't have a right hand anymore <laughs> but like he's he was dead eye in a couple of those droids in one of these later episodes and i was like son of a bitch echo <laughs> uh your rehab is going swimmingly so. yeah yeah so i mean not a lot happened in that the first episode we're talking about not a lot happened in the second episode i mean i guess we're kind of just maintaining the course now it seems just sort of they've established a small outpost that they're with of course sid it's always great when you're doing nefarious things and then sid is just like because they're trying to they they've they hold a job to try and figure out who the bounty hunter is that's following them. Right. Mm-hmm. They did the job. So they figured it out. And then she's just like, Oh, so uh, this, this bounty hunter is pretty special and they're after you. You must be pretty valuable. Just, I mean, just saying not just a casual conversation anyway, which is always weird to me where it's just like, Hey, I know this thing about you. Can we can we enter into a trusting partnership? <laughs> yeah, so like that was the thing. Um like whether I don't know what the motivation there was, but like I know one thing is that she she instilled at least some kernel of doubt into Hunter. Right. And if you're looking at like, hey, these guys are gonna be on you know, my crew or I'm gonna do business with them regularly, I would not have done that. No. You know, you can have some thoughts and not say them out loud. Yeah, I've never done it, but I, I assume that that's something that you can <laughs> people something that people do. But like, some I, I know it's fine. But like when I when I was listening to that conversation, I was like, "What an odd slash stupid thing to say." Yeah, which is the opposite of everything that character had set up until that point, and. Then the thing that got me was they still work with her. Yeah. Cause I would have been like, I mean, do you not, do you have a choice? Yeah. <laughs> it's really big galaxy. I mean, like it's, <laughs> that's a good point. That's it's, good it's point. smaller than <laughs> we are. I think it's bigger than we're led to believe, but like, yeah, there's other SIDS out there and, you know, and like, but what I what I wanted to there's a lot of like connection in this episode. That's kind of the thing that I wanted to talk about for mm-hmm. episode six. Is that Sid sends them on a mission to Corellia, which is a pretty like 
okay, things happen here, planet. Like, it's got eyes on it. And those two thieves that they meet up with trying to retrieve this droid part, basically. You're talking episode two now, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or six, depending on how you want to look Sorry. at it. Sorry, six. <clears throat> um, those two thieves that they meet up with were the two girls that helped Ahsoka Tano when she left the Jedi Order. Oh. They're kind of the first ones um, that she bumped into after she left the Order and was kind of like, oh, shit's different out here when you can't just like hail a cab and they take you wherever you want, right? Yeah. And she helps them. So when we we had an episode with Master Woods some time ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, she was running drugs with these two girls. This is who <laughs> she was running drugs with. Oh, okay. And so those are, their names are Rafa and Trace. They're, I think their names are, they're the Martez sisters. Yeah. And... um clearly they're kind of like burgeoning underworld players i would guess you would call it kind of like okay han solo at the end of the solo movie right like he's got a ship and he's taking jobs and it's like can you stay one step ahead of the law but they're working for the resistance well ostensibly so What's funny about me watching these episodes again was that when they were talking to the hologram and it was like, who's the hologram? And so I went on to Wikipedia in order to see if we knew who the person in the hologram was. And while I was looking it up, the next episode started and then immediately was, <laughs> hey, it's Captain Rex. He's the, he's the guy in the hologram. He told me to look you guys up. And I was like, oh, there's not Dave Filoni who makes the shows like we're not going to be dealing with any of those gray areas in the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna flow one right into the other. I think that's that's what it seems like, right? Like there's something that always bridges the last one to this one. Yeah. Well, the on five to six, it was the gun, six to seven, it's Rex, right? Right. Um, one last thing on episode six is we see Wrecker really get a, a beating when it comes to his noggin. Yeah. And his chip is starting to influence him more and more yeah he starts to be like good soldiers good soldiers you know this is what crosshair said you know when soldiers follow orders right uh well yeah he really he really that really takes effect in the next episode sure does um but you know this episode the sid sends him out to get a droid because if i think from the clone wars is when the we see the droids that uh, that learn and analyze and then win. And yeah, so there's there's one of them, one of those droids in the show. I can't remember when it is, but he's a real bitch. Like, uh, I think it's when like uh, the Jedi go back to retake Geonosis for the second time. And uh, one, this one guy's like all worried about his treasure or whatever. And the like the tactical droid that was there, like ostensibly running the show day to day, was basically like, yeah, fuck this guy. We're going home. And then like <laughs> uh, basically just like left the dude behind and he got captured by the Republic for no reason. He just didn't sure. like him. And I was like, a salty tactical droid. Never thought I'd <laughs> see the day. Yeah. And, uh, so they 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 go to this planet or whatever that 
was making all of these attack droids and they need to get their hands on on one of their heads a specific one or just any of them yeah no not a, a specific to that model yeah not because, a specific one of that model because it has the algorithm in it that would allow them to link with and then control a whole slew of them um and of course of course this thing has been here for a while now and uh when they get there they meet other people that also want the thing because that's how that's how that kind of thing works where you're it's never it's never just the one there's always going to be somebody else that happens to need it at the same time but there is a really funny joke that I appreciate, which is when we meet with the Martez sisters, Echo mm-hmm. is talking to one of them and, and oh, she says something and then Echo says something. And then she's like, is there an Echo in here? He's like, yeah, I'm I'm Echo. She's like, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's me. Yeah. And uh, that's my kind of humor right there. Yeah, it was good stuff. I like I'd forgotten they did that, too. It was. And it had layers to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it, all they know is that Sid has given them a task. And they are just going to retrieve this thing. They meet up with the Martez sisters. We're, we're sorry if that's not their exact name. I could look it up, but um, I'm just going to move ahead. And <clears throat> they fight. And then in the middle of fighting, they unite. During that whole thing, Wrecker gets shot up pretty good. Passes out. Uh, comes to, does what he does best, and has fun destroying as many droids as he can. Yeah. Now, I thought it was crazy that there was just this giant factory abandoned. Except for all the droids. Now, it costs nothing to just keep some automated or, or even autonomous droids around but like no no other oversight like once they decided to be done with with droid these droids they just let the whole thing go so so i can understand how you got there yeah it's wildly inaccurate okay so let me let me step in here that's why you're the here. police the police droids are used in every facet of civilization <clears throat> yeah and so, like, uh, the security that you're referencing are police droids, which I'm a sh- I'm sure exist in some form on a lot of planets. Probably the more affluent, the more of them there are. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what's guarding this facility. Now, there are people who work there. But when the Bad Batch got discovered and the alarm got raised, they all left. Oh, okay. So the, the uniforms that the two Martez sisters are in are the uniforms of the people who work at that factory. They've infiltrated. That's right. I see. It was a clandestine operation. So I thought you were going to come into this episode with, okay, all right. So here's another example of like a nine to five we got in Star Wars, right? And I was like, yeah, that's a good catch, man. I, I think we're starting to really see some uh, more flesh out. And you're like, Hold on. So droids, huh? Let me see these droids notes the that place. I wrote. Oh, right, right. So what do you think? Where do you think their living quarters are? In their houses on the planet somewhere? I don't know. Or you think they or the I would imagine that like um 
there's a lot of companies um in star wars that would have like if you work for us you can stay in the barracks and eat at the oh, mess yeah. hall and use the latrine and that kind of thing and i, I guess and with pay like, us for their privilege with light speed yeah you you can your commute now i know people are in light speed it's a bit it can be a bit right like people to get from one side of the do you know how long it takes in light speed to get from one side of the galaxy to the other star wars has been wildly and like has gone back and forth inconsistent in thank you okay on this so there are you can't just go you can't just pick a point on the map and any other point on the map and just go in a straight line sure that's death but like you can go on like the quote-unquote highways which they refer to as trade routes okay yeah another reason why the prequel trilogy mattered thank you everybody <laughs> um <clears throat> because the trade federation like basically set up like a trade like a road roadblock like in the middle of the fucking highway yeah and uh so you have to travel along these pre-discovered routes in order to get like you do streets they're like streets like you don't just yeah see a field and drive through it because it's faster you know yeah 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 or whatever but like as far as the speed is concerned here's what i'll say so in the original trilogy han says like so luke and obi-wan show up to the hangar where the millennium falcon is and luke says what a hunk of junk and then han says she'll make 0.5 past light speed and that's supposed to be like how cool the engine is so yeah in star wars the lower that number is the faster your ship goes so the falcon is widely considered to be one of the fastest ships in the galaxy so it's so like big like star destroyers they might have like a five or a six engine rating so they're slower they're ponderous they're like the Winnebago's of Star Wars. It and the way that you've described sort of accessing hyperspeed, you need you need this fancy computer, a hyperdrive. The hyperdrive is the engine that accelerates you. The Nava computer, Nava computer, is what charts your course so you don't fly into a star. So it seems like the faster you can chart the course, the the better, the the quicker you can go. So it's it's almost like computer speeds. You need a, a better processor to nav out where you need to go and execute it safely. So let's let's look at it like this. Okay. So later in the episode, uh the bad bat one one of these episodes, bad batch are running away from a planet and they'd stolen some reptile from some people and they were shooting at them in space. And then it was earlier, right? I think so. Yeah. So Hunter's like, hey, Tech, get us out of here. And so Tech is like doing his like dry comedy thing where he was like, yeah, I'd be happy to as soon as Echo is done fixing the Nava computer or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so then Hunter, of course, Echo then has some snide comment that detracts from the time that he's spending to fix the thing. So he fixes it. The Nava, the Nava computer figures out how to get there. Yeah. Hyperdrive sends you into, into space. So like when you need to get away from somebody quickly the faster your nava computer is the more quickly you can make those calculations and enter into hyperspace once you're in hyperspace you're you're basically safe because up until the sequel trilogy you can't track people through hyperspace yeah but once you're in hyperspace the nava computer doesn't mean anything 
it it's about your engines and how cool they are to s- push you the, down the so road. So the hyper hyper Navi computer dictates how quickly you can chart out the course, which Correct. yeah could. I mean, it's basically like a machine learning computer just running all the possible optimal outcomes of connecting one spot to another until it finds the optimal route that you should take, right? Yeah, so basically, like, if you're going somewhere that is along one of the major, like, hyperspace lanes, yeah, highly trafficked, highly, you know, a lot of eyes. So that's that's more like than airplanes. Like, if you've ever seen, like, you can't see all of the people in the air, but you know your spot in line to to land because of this other hub that's telling you right correct okay and that's all done without people that's all done with just the computers so the nava computer is more like i need to get to a to b and like you can see me but people the one person listening to this can't so it's (laughs) like here's a dot there's a dot there's a dot there's a dot there's a dot and it goes in this like etch-a-sketch kind of fashion yeah yeah you know and then machine learning Every time you hit a dot, you have to stop, come out of hyperspace, twist around where you're going the right way, go back into hyperspace. But we never see that. We we always we only ever see. I went into hyperspace. I flew. I was flying through hyperspace. I went to the thing that I needed to go to. Yeah. It almost always looks like you just get there almost instantaneously. Yeah. But like I I remember playing. Um... Fall in order, Jedi Fall in order, and it's mm-hmm. and like there's when you're going to places, you're like in hyperspace for a, a while, just uh, on your way to your destination because it's X far away, right? Right. Which uh, is that new. that is just bad to have on television though, so they cut all that shit sure. out, so it sure. leads to a lot of confusion. Thank now, God there are nerds out there that figure this shit out for <laughs> us. Now. Do you think it takes anything to maintain these trade routes and these hyperspace sort of uh, lanes? They're just gaps between gigantic gravitational bodies. So imagine like it's a river running through space and the river is absolute nothingness. Okay. There's no planet that exerts gravity. There's no star that exerts gravity. There's no black hole that exerts gravity. Right. You can just fly as fast as you want. Frictionless. Yeah, basically in a straight line with yep. no without the fear of getting ripped out of hyperspace. Yeah. So like this happened to the Bad Batch. Their ship got shot up escaping somewhere. Yeah. Uh, helping that family and then the next episode Tech's all like, "We'll be fine." And then like the ship gets yanked out of <laughs> yeah. hyperspace. And like crashes into a moon, and he, and he was like, "Well, we're still alive. Our life support is not in co- is not compromised, yeah, guys. What fine. do you want from me?" Yeah, I everything I told you is accurate. <laughs> yeah. I love. I'm tech. technically correct, which is yeah. the best kind, best of, kind correct. of correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like, the, and Hunter's all surprised because he was like, "Hey, I thought we had like another I don't know days, you know, in hyperspace." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, the reason that they got yanked out is because they're moving past something really, really fast that exerted gravity on them. And like a magnet, it sucked them out of hyperspace. So one of the big things that in the old canon, Thrawn was responsible for was the creation of these things called interdictor cruisers, which were tiny Uh star destroyers that had gravity well generators. And what they would do 
is they would park one of these things on a hyperspace route where they thought rebels were and the rebels would be going along at hyperspeed and then yoink they would get yanked out of hyperspace by the gravity well generator gravity well generator of the cruiser and then not be able to re-enter hyperspace because they can't get away from the gravity and then there yeah. would be star destroyers and tie fighters and all this other shit and then the empire would scoop up the scoop up the pirates and scoop up the rebels and scoop up anybody they didn't like and it was this super amazing tool it was like little planets that they could they could park anywhere like a little checkpoint that you had yeah. to just go go through exactly what it was that's exactly yeah. what it was and it was this big fucking deal that they had this in their arsenal and so we actually saw this like the creation of these in the new canon on the star wars rebel show mm. and so it's a really interesting idea. It's something that includes physics into television and shows and that kind of stuff, yeah. which I'm always, uh, you know, in favor of. Yeah. That was pretty cool. But um, yes, travel in Star Wars has always been debatable and has has changed as my voice breaks. I'm 40. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so then at the end of this episode, though, the Martez sisters, they're they're like, well, we need we need this because we wanted to use it to to help with the resistance. Yeah. And Hunter is just like, I mean, yeah, we can't we needed it for the same kind of uh this mob boss essentially <laughs> that uh they 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 needed it. They wanted it, so we're gonna get it. And Mar and the Martez sisters were just like, Wait, you're getting this. But you don't know who it's they're using it for, or they don't yeah. you don't know why they want it. They just want it, and you're just gonna give it to some person, right? And so this right. I this is probably the first that we've seen of the bad batch. I mean, they, they've been in survival mode for most of the show now, but not all of the show now. Right. But now now it's sort of they haven't really had to choose sides because I mean, I guess from their perspective, there really hasn't been a side. There's been they don't like what their ex-employer is doing for the, to them, and they're trying to figure that out. Uh, but other than that, they're just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. But that, but now you know, there's sort of this other this other faction that exists that they're being made aware of. Yeah, we're um, we're continuing to see the empire have more and more influence, more and more places, and like we're starting to see that like, hey people were never all right with the empire. Like there was resistance, however small from the beginning, people were not just going to live under the yoke, you know? But Yeah. And this is something we've talked about where you have so many resistance factions that don't know the other exists, all trying to do their part in, a, in whatever capacity they can, which kind of amounts to almost nothing from the perspective of the empire right like if a hundred people are crying out individually it's kind of nothing but if they all cry out at once that's something else yeah i can't remember where you got that from was that winkle what i just said yeah i just made it up uh, i from heard that my was... perspective gotcha maybe you told it to me anywho right uh <clears throat> so you know, we see the Bad Batch as as good guys because they're against the bad guys, but they're kind of nothing right now. 
right? Yeah, I would say, um, at least in the first in the episodes that we've seen, like they're out to save themselves because, yeah. like, and well, they also not... don't know what's happening. Like Echo kind of knows, like, hey, there's this thing going on. It hasn't really been personified to them yet. It, it's about to be of the inhibitor chip and the whole fact that the that the empire is not great which they kind of know only because they're against them, but that's it. That's all they kind of know about, right? Well, no, because I think they, I mean, they were standing in the meeting room or whatever it was, listening to Palpatine give the speech. That's true. You know, and like, I think they, I mean, they saw Order 66 happen and like they saw what happened at Crosshair. And I think... So because we're also watching The Last of Us, let's kind of let's tie that into this a little bit right now. Spoiler alert, maybe. So at the beginning of The the Last of Us, which was fantastic, um, we see how the Earth kind of goes to shit in a day, just like we did with The Walking Dead, right? Like all of a sudden, like everything that you thought was normal is different and you don't know how it's a weekend. Yeah, over a weekend. Yeah. (laughs) So like... um. In DC Comics, the Batman, uh, his main nemesis is Joker, right? And so uh, there's one of these story arcs um, in the comics called, called The Killing Joke. It's yep. also a, a movie, I think, that they came out with. An, an animated movie, movie. yep. And uh, so it's like 90 minutes, and the whole point of the of the movie, pay attention, is that... for my copy of it, but I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> is that uh, the Joker wants to prove to Batman that the the only thing that stands between Batman as like the altruistic vigilant defender and Joker who's like an agent of chaos is one bad day that's it and so yeah. he he kidnaps he he kidnaps commissioner gordon and tortures his daughter barbara yeah. gordon to try and break him yeah. and then he was going to use that to to turn commissioner gordon into like one of the like a joker crony basically yeah and then use that to prove to batman that that just one one day it's what stands between normal sane folk and me and at the end they have a a laugh together because they're really best friends and uh it's creepy as fuck so but and that's what we see here is that like in the last of us like what like you said the world was normal on Friday and completely gone on Monday. And we live in that, that possibility every day of our lives. Yeah. And so what we have now in star Wars is it's not a weekend. It's a little bit more realistic because it's not a pandemic and it's not a walk. It's not zombies or whatever, but like, it's the changing of like an institution that you thought you were aware of into something else. And like, realizing how slowly it's grinding you under yeah and they're just working on like the normal like hey they used to feed us and they stopped because we ran away from them yeah now we have to feed ourselves which means we have to make money which we've never had to do before also we can't let them know where we are also we have a 10 year old or however old she is and all this other stuff so Yeah, they haven't had time to sort of uh, contemplate the world around them 
Yeah. And so like when Trace Martez is kind of like, oh, well, you need to be out there fighting against the Empire. And I was kind of like, could you shut up, you 17 year old? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Remember like, when remember when you knew everything in the world? Yeah. And I you were did. just like, guys, it was this. This morning. is obvious. But like I hated I hated Jesus that Christ. I know. I hated that character when she was like not trusting Ahsoka. Oh and I hated oh, see, that character. So so you come here with a chip on your shoulder with because the, she's, with she's basically people. trash, right? So but she's a good guy who's also trash. So you know to me this sort of feels like uh Brooks from Shawshank Redemption or any institutionalized person, right? I, I'm going to need I'm going to need some kind of bridge to get where you are. So if <laughs> not, you could do not the suicide part, spoiler yeah. alert, but Brooks like here. But uh these people, so they were born into being told what to do and how to think from like day one. Yeah. Because like as a parent, you're like, I want you to think freely to a degree, depending on how right or left wing you are. And then. But these people, they shit on somebody else's time. And then. Out of nowhere, all of the people that they worked with now completely about face and start trying to kill people that they assumed were allies. Mm -hmm. And. They no longer live in a bunker where you can scrape uh, an etch on the wall of how many successful missions you've had. They don't they like they don't have a home anymore except for their ship that has broken down four episodes ago or some shit. Right. Just I mean, just imagine you're just like, hey, I need more ammo and I need this fueled and it's starting to lean a little to the left. Fix that. And now it's like, hey, uh. We can't get into hyperspace anymore, but also like, I have no one to tell that to, I have to figure that out. Like we saw, we saw some inklings of it when they went to the, went to the uh, mechanic guy on some planet that they've, you know, rarely been to. And we're like, Hey man, why don't you fix this up? I know we kind of all look alike and there's a news broadcast out about clones, but like, uh, don't worry about that. And also just fix it up, buddy. Cause that's what you do. And he immediately was like, oh, okay. I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a bounty hunter because these people, you know, they just have no concept of outside of their world, but their world is now gone too. That's what I'm saying. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So that being the case, they're militarily not... institutionalized. Yeah. And there's no more military to provide them structure. Yeah. yeah I get it. And, it. uh, you're good at that so like you're right like <clears throat> if you i mean everybody that we see that goes off to war like was grew up and had a job and went to school and then went off to war and yeah, all these that's people, an interesting the, point right it's the, it's the reverse i mean it's similar it's like, to the jedi though right like yeah. you were not taught to fight from a very young age no Anyone that's seen me fight would know that, but like, no, um, I don't, I wouldn't want to get in a fight with you. Everyone says that, but I would, I mean, such bad shape that just like, 
if you ran around a little bit, I'd be like, all right, whatever you want. <laughs> I'm done. I had I had 30 seconds in me and the fight's over. Yeah, second you just gotta end it quickly, man. Just an L. Oh, trust me. <laughs> if it ever happens, like it, I'm it's, going, it ends quickly one way I'm or the rich, other. I'm ripping that bitch's throat out immediately. <laughs> so yeah, joints, hair, yeah, ears, whatever. There's no honor in how I fight. So <clears throat> these people get raised on Camino, ten years or whatever in the program. Okay. Yoda shows up. All right, boys, we are off. To, we're going off to Geonosis. Cool. All right. Yeah. Then that's their life, and then it's like inhibitor chips go off. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of everybody's like, "Oh, hey, I remember thinking something different, but I can't force myself to not do this." Yeah. Do you and think these... they had that inner turmoil, or do you think it was just immediately like, you ever watch Futurama? I did. Yeah, yeah. So like there's a there's a part we meet Zap Brannigan for the first time where and he's you know I'm Zap just wear, Brannigan, right? Just wear pants, Zap. <laughs> but Bender has uh like a, a patriot chip or something in him, right? And so he's just like, I'm not gonna fight for you. And then they push the button and he's like, I'm going to die, sir. Like that's yeah. what that's what it like. That's that's how I envision like. They don't remember any free thought up until inhibit until up until order 66 activated. I think it was like a total reset and they are just like, I just need, I need to kill me some Jedi. Like that is what I need to do. I I don't care why or what I don't remember working with them. I need to kill because like, there were so many, the, the Jedi were generals to these people. The, yeah. the Jedi watched people die on this person's i'm sorry the the uh troopers mm -hmm. the clones watched their clone mates they i don't know do clones have friends can they yeah okay their friends they, they're just like hey person said we got to do this we got to do this no questions asked and then two seconds later we just have to kill this person like yeah you go from i would die for you to i'm going to kill you yeah, with a snap of your fingers. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I think it just erased everything else, and they just went straight to seeing red, as it were. So I I disagree completely because oh. what we got from what we got from Wrecker in this episode, in mm. one of these episodes, was it was like I was trying to stop myself from doing this and I couldn't when he was chasing Omega throughout the ship. Yes. Okay. And so like to me it's I took that as that was a product of their latent inhib inhibitor chip. Perhaps it was. So like I would love if we find out that it's not. I would love if we found like a legit clone that was just like I was screaming inside the entire time. So I think the clone so if if we're going to get that answer and I don't remember exactly but if there's that clone out there that could prove this to us, it's Rex, and it's at the end of the Clone Wars television show. Because Ahsoka, he turns on Ahsoka and he tries to kill her. And you know, she, now that you bring that up, yeah, I'm sorry, you can finish your statement. Aw. So then he was like... <clears throat> um, the dude that I, talks 80% of the time is happy to be able to talk more. <laughs> I like talking. So... I think in that episode where he turns on her, like his gun shake a little bit, like he's trying to not to. 
mm-hmm. but he still does it. Yeah. So I, I think that I have a question on that then. All right. So I wrote down, I get a sense that Rex has been through some shit as a result of the inhibitor chip You're because there's, there's a, there's a point. So we've, I think we've completely blown past this, but the mm-hmm. episode seven mm-hmm. is when Rex shows up. Cause Rex is the person we always do this, by the way. I know we're terrible. We, we explain the first episode we're going to talk about. We explain the second episode we're going to talk about. And then we explain the ideals behind the third episode without explaining on any any of it. Sorry, Winkle, the one person who watches Star Wars through us talking about it. But uh, so in this one, so Rex is the person that the Martez sisters uh, halogrammed or hollow, hollow Instagram. And uh, thank you. And they were like, hey, there's there's a group of clones that are trying to do cool shit. This is where they are. Uh, and so that person that they were talking to is Rex. Rex is from Clone Wars. He's another clone himself, but he was a leader and they are friends. So Rex shows up and he's like, hey, y'all, how about those inhibitor chips that you clearly removed? And they're like, we didn't. And so he's like, do I have to shoot all of you? And yeah. they're like, no, but why don't you tell us more? And then they, uh, quick, quick summary of the episode. They, he's like, you got to get him removed. And they're like, yeah, we would love to. And then, uh, and then he's like, okay, cool, brain surgery. Right. Which, by the way, at one point I wrote down that this was funny. That uh, Wrecker is telling a small child, Omega, that it's not fair that she doesn't have to have brain surgery, but he does. The adult is like super bummed that the kid does not have to have someone operate on their brain because he's bummed out about it, which is hilarious to me. Well, Wrecker is basically a big child. Yeah. Uh, they go to do they go to do some brain surgery to remove the inhibitor chips. They choose Wrecker first. Wrecker has some problems from the last episode where he was shot a whole bunch, oh. and uh, he his chip gets fully activated and they all have to fight him, including Omega who he nearly shoots in the face and then doesn't. And so as, as uh, uh, Drew said, there's a point where he's like, I wanted to stop myself from doing this, but I could not, which is, uh, which is probably the, uh, the way that maybe all of them felt then I hope. So I would also like to point out that, um, Wrecker was a lot for them to handle. Yes. There is one point. Well, they're having a conversation and he is squatting the, uh, the robot, the trash can robot or whatever that they have on board. They're just having a casual conversation and he's just like chilling out squat, squat thrusting this, uh, giant robot, which is hilarious to me. Gonk droid. Gonk. Yeah. Gonky. Yeah. But like, he chokes out tech, throws him across the room. And then there's one point Ugh. where Echo tries to get the jump on him and he catches Echo in midair. And then Rex tries to send him, but he throws Echo into the path of the stun bolt, knocking Echo unconscious. And then Echo's unconscious body knocks out Rex as it crashes into him. And I was like, holy fuck. If they could keep this dude going at this level, and 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 have him off the chip. I mean, this guy. I mean, let's go take on the empire. I mean, like that's how 
it's it's also always so like and then at one point he has hunter he's holding hunter next against a wall and uh omega takes a shot at him the Mm. shot obviously she she's a kid doesn't aim well the shot like it goes off near him he just looks at looks over at omega looks behind himself at omega while still holding hunter and then gets irritated and then just smashes hunter against the wall so that he is rendered unconscious for an indeterminate amount of time like he was cracking an egg he's just like oh you smash okay i'm just gonna okay i don't know that like even though we've seen him like lift a ship and you know, yeah press a gonk droid yeah like i don't know that we really have a good idea of how wrecker's strength plays basically hulk people. right he's yeah. ridiculous like guy's ridiculous if this were not a kid show he would punch his fist through somebody's entire skull yeah right a hundred percent yeah so i kind of can't remember where we were going with this well, I mean, like, I think what we were, well, I don't know either. It doesn't matter. It's Star Wars. So, like, you you had said. Oh, no. We, yes. We explained so, so Rex, Rex is, Rex is having a conversation with him about the, the necessity to remove the inhibitor chip. Right. And there's a point where he says it, where he kind of looks off and he's just like, you just have to fucking do it because, right. like. It will make it will make you do things that you never thought you would ever do, sort of thing. And so that that sort of lends to what your your point then of like this inhibitor chip goes off and they are saying things that a part of their brain is like, don't say that, don't kill that person, don't don't do these things, but they are they're essentially prisoners in their own mind then from then on. Right. Until they fall in line with like, I guess this is what I do now. But there's now there's going to be a small part of them forever that is just like, I fucking hate this. Right. Like if 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 you're doing something and then all of a sudden your body starts doing something that your brain is saying, do not do. You're essentially a prisoner of your mind from then on. Have you ever heard of locked in syndrome? I've not. So it's a real thing. Um, Don't look it up. But it's a real thing where now I have to. I'm sorry. It's a, it. I don't know how many people it has affected, but you essentially go into a coma. You you've ever seen like a TV show from like the 90s where they're like in a coma, but they're like talking to everybody. They're like, "Hey, don't do that. I'm I'm here, right here." That's what locked in syndrome is, where your brain is awake, but your body is in a coma, and so you're like just sitting there laying in a bed, and people are coming in, and you're thinking thoughts that you want to say to them. You're trying to communicate in whatever way, but you can't, you just can't move your body at all. It so seems like hell. Your brain is in your skull and your brain is living on like, like, like you are right now, but you, you just have no control over any, any part of your body at all. That's what I imagine all of those clones went through, which is fucking terrifying. Also, it just happens. There's mm-hmm. nothing leading up to or preventing it from happening. It just happens. And then that's your life until it's either gone or you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think it's like. So, for them. Enjoy that. That's, that's pretty fucking awful then. Yeah. It's terrible. It's what um, one would call a human atrocity. Which but the empire, the committed. main government created this human atrocity 
And so I'm sure they don't view it that way. Like if you ask Tarkin, what's that? Um, uh, uh, the Victor writes history or I'm whatever the saying is, right? Uh, history is written by the victors. Yeah. 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 That's sort of like at some point down the road, someone's going to look at these and be like, well, I don't know. They may have been the bad guys. Sort of like, uh, I don't know, a couple of our shames as a man as the American people, a few of them. Yeah. I'm yeah. I imagine. That's the empire. I mean, I imagine. Yeah. Well, and they don't care. The empire doesn't care at all. Right. Right. Not the, not we're at the level that people are making the decisions. Like the guys that were hanging out around that conference table on the death star, they don't give a shit. You know, this station no. is now the ultimate power in the universe. That dude does That's not care. It. No. He does no. not care. So so then I was wondering, could you tell me because we can you tell me Rex's story? Because we see him in the Clone Wars. Yeah. We see him in uh uh Tales of a Jedi or from a Jedi. Yep. Uh we see a little bit of of an allusion to him and Ahsoka doing something, but I was hoping you could regale me uh, with sort of Rex's story as we know it. Cause he dips out. We see him in we see him in the first four episodes of the clone wars that have the bad batch in him. Mm-hmm. And then he dips out. He comes back. I imagine he'll come back in season two. He seems to be someone who's like a staple uh, because he is, he is a, well, you'll tell me, uh, but what, what, what's his deal? Yeah. Are you prepared to be regaled? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Please don't talk. No, I <laughs> so, expect not to. Good. Starting now. Right. So um, he's a clone. There's two main clones throughout the Clone Wars television shows. That you kind of follow along. There's Rex, who is kind of Anakin's right-hand man. And then there's clone commander Cody, who is kind of Obi-Wan's right-hand man. And we kind of follow what the experience is for the clones through the eyes of these two characters. So they are, in a way, supposed to sum up kind of the thoughts and feelings of the Grand Army of the Republic. And they're both, you know, we're doing this for the right reasons, and we're doing this for freedom, and we're doing it because our side's right, and we're doing it for, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And they go on a pretty crazy journey throughout the Clone Wars where they're like, well, I know they told us to do this, but this seems wrong. Or we came across this deserter clone who started a family. What do we do about this situation? And they have a number of those kind of moral cut. questions. Yeah, cut. You said you wouldn't talk. So, um, <clears throat> then, so you're right. We do get, <laughs> we do get the tales of the Jedi stuff. Um, with him and Ahsoka. And that's important because at the end of the Clone Wars television show, um, what we end up doing is we end up following Ahsoka through Order 66 and what happens from her perspective as opposed to Anakin and Obi-Wan. And so Annie and Obi go off to rescue Palpular Pop. Oh my God. Chancellor Palpatine in episode three, Revenge of the Sith at the beginning, they go to do that. She stays behind on Mandalore to def- to defeat Darth Maul and help the Mandalorians like retake over their retake their home planet from Darth Maul, who's corrupted part of their society and is basically running the planet from behind the scenes. She, in what is easily the second best lightsaber fight 
in Star Wars history, bar none, defeats Darth Maul because she's a fucking boss. And like, then she's transporting him back to like Coruscant or wherever they're going to hold him. Order 66 happens and Rex turns on her. She saves Rex. She deactivates his inhibitor chip. And then they together try and escape the ship that they're on. They use, they, Maul helps out. <laughs> and then she has to fight against basically a battalion or some ridiculous number of clone troopers. And it's her in a hangar bay. And it's like 75 guys. And she is like 75 V1 and just, and she's not dead. So, you know, how that shit turned out, <laughs> you know, they get away and, uh, they crash onto this planet and uh, Rex and Ahsoka survive. And it's pretty, it's pretty intense. And then they bury the clone troopers that didn't make it. And through the crash landing, which was like her squad. So, you know, Vader Anakin has the 501st. Yeah. And she had her own kind of like group of unit of clone troopers. And she, she they're the ones she fought against. And she buried all of them. And then she leaves her lightsabers uh, at their graves. And then later, when Anakin has become Vader, he goes to investigate the crash and finds her lightsabers. Which is kind of supposed to mark this passing of one, you know, one era into the other. Yeah. So then, so then um, Rex basically goes his own way. Rex finds these other two troopers, um, Wolf and i cannot remember the other guy but he finds these two other guys and they basically like stay off the umpire's radar they find one of those old like walker like republic walker guys and they they are living on this planet and they are like eventually kind of it's like the pre it's like the predecessor to that it's like the republic's version of the uh the atat and uh time goes by these like 15 or 20 years go by and then ahsoka becomes evolved in the re in the rebellion and then we go into the rebels television show she recruits kanan and ezra and their cell phoenix squadron and then they go and recruit rex to get back in the fight and so there's a couple of seasons on rebels where old rex who's now bald and has a white beard and is like 50 pounds heavier yeah um, comes back and he kind of plays like a father figure uncle role to ezra and um i'm not sure what happens to him after the rebellion is over so to speak and i don't remember him dying in rebel so i assume that he's technically still alive in canon um but that's him i mean like he basically okay. he basically goes from a like point and click clone to i'm not gonna fight anymore to i need to get back in the fight and like that's kind of the the thing for me that like this is the reason why clones are people is that all the trainings there oh that's interesting all the institutionalism is there yeah but at some point he decided i'm gonna live my life and did so for 10 or 15 years and then he makes the choice to i'm gonna go fight and it's but this time it's on this time it's my choice yeah. This time and I'm going it's to fight against my for, maker. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like without him, arguably, there wouldn't, I mean, like this small group would not have had the success that they had. And like 
I think that the thing about the rebellion that is the takeaway is that all these little groups, whether it's Phoenix Squadron and Rebels, whether it's Saw Gerrera and all his stuff, whether it's Luthen, they all need shit to go <laughs> to go their way, kind of get lucky in some ways in order to tip the scales on whatever their situations are. And enough of that happens to the point where they're able to turn the tables on the Empire. Like even Luke, when he flew down the you know, the Death Star's trench oh. or whatever to blow it up. It's like, yeah. you know, he could have used his targeting computer, but like he heard Obi-Wan tell him like, no, use the force. Use Luke. the force, Luke. Dead on, Obi-Wan. So Alec Guinness would be proud. <laughs> um, and, you know, and he he bullseyes that thing like a womp rat in his T-16 yeah. back home. Yeah. So, you know, I get the feeling that like clones are people. And like, I think that it's probably pretty accurate that it's like, order 66 happens and then they're trapped yeah and to be honest at that point i'm glad they phased them out for stormtroopers oh yeah because Ugh. that seems like there doesn't seem to be like anything like a worse hell than watching you like can you imagine if that happened to you and you had to like march to the tune of whatever whoever was beating your drum and yeah. you just watched yourself commit atrocities well, I got to imagine that they would have done a firmware upgrade for the rest of the clones, and they would have just been like, this chip is just on from day one, right? Well, I mean, they just didn't make any more clones. Well, right, but had they, they oh, would have. Yeah. it would have just been... There's no way you're going to have anybody be like, well, I don't know the weird doing was wrong. You know, Crosshair, <laughs> Crosshair gets them because it's like, good troopers follow orders. <laughs> right. A good soldier follows orders yeah i i love that that's sort of like um a, a benchmark for a bad a bad person in this sort of kids show so disney's taken a lot of crap um over the last two years for being woke sure but like the different like i went someone at my job some customer called me woke the other day and i was like cool thanks and yeah. uh yeah and i was like you, you think know, it's an insult this. but you're an idiot right correct like it's basically <laughs> like so i care about other people me i was taught this in kindergarten you know yeah and you know like to me what when you have something like this like this show is it's like <clears throat> what they're saying is like think for yourself yeah now i understand that if like I think it's sad that we have to reinforce that idea anymore. Like that, that, that I feel like we're kind of regressing in a lot of like common sense ways when it comes to like just being together in a society. But now that the kids show is basically like, don't just take what people tell you at face value. Yeah. Think about it for yourself first. Like, by the way, that goes for an, any ideal not not just the ones that i don't agree with but the ones right. i do agree with question right. those too yeah no i mean like and that's the thing right like I, to me at least is yeah. like you know we've talked about the jedi and like hey i mean didn't anybody ever think different in the jedi order yeah yeah, yeah, sure they yeah. Did. we don't get those stories you know <laughs> but like they're people and people we get glimpses of them i mean you i mean i respect your opinion more than just about anybody else's in the entire world Thank and you. we disagree about stuff to the point where I'm like, 
I can't believe that you fucking think what you think. Why can't you think what I think? And yeah, we yeah. Better friends. We've had a couple. We've had a couple knockdown drag out fights about yeah. some some things. Yeah, I'm gonna get you at some point. So um <laughs> I think I'm, I'm pretty chill, chill though. <laughs> You're pretty fucking chill, but I'm pretty persuasive. So um I'll wear you down. Yeah. We might be 65 by the time it happens. <laughs> be like, I'll, you know, get... you've got some good ideas, Drew. Yeah. I'm like, and then I'll just die. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, tune in next week. Oh. Life's work account. Never mind. Yeah, right. That's it. That's it. You're hanging on for me to be like, you know what, Drew? You might be right. Yeah. And I was like, hey, this person that agreed with 91% of the things that I thought now now agrees with 93% of them. <laughs> I'm able to die a happy man. That's my whole life's purpose. I'm going I, towards the light, Tom. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I ran towards it. So um, but like I don't know. Now I don't know where to go with the show. Right. But, uh, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, we're telling like the, it's very clear that like the stormtroopers, the clone troopers after order 66 crosshair wrecker when the inhibitor chip goes off. It's like, yeah, those things are bad. Those things are scary. Those people don't think for themselves. Yeah. Here, make this connection. It's not a very subtle one. And I understand, like, if I grew up thinking that and then joined the military, there's going to need to be, like, some kind of reevaluation of that principle because, sure, you know, 98 or 99% of the time or however often, like, following orders is fine. Yeah. It's when it's, like, turn your gun on those kids or these innocent people that it's, like, this is not okay. You know, and it's, you know, and yeah. that is, that should be the line. And too yeah. many, too many people don't. I know? think, I think you, you have to have your own line, right? Like if your line is what it's, so I, I know, I, I know you're, I'm going to lose you right mm. now, right about now. Okay. But this sort of reinforces, um, for me, the whole, uh, tales from a Jedi with, with Dooku and Windu. Where Windu is like, it has to be right because that's because the Jedi Order told us it was right. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the best way to live. So it has to be that. And Dooku is like, yeah, but like, I kind of want to know more. Like, just because the Jedi Order says that this is where I, this is what I do to appease the jedi order and and windu is like isn't it easier to just listen to what they are telling us to do and do that like that that makes it way easier and duke was like that's not enough though so i just wanted to point out that none of the characters said those things and that's not what the jedi order asked them to do like so yeah you're right you lost me but like no i have I, I wrote down a quote. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I like that you're coming prepared to make me eat my own words. That's always fun. <laughs> but like all they, all the Jedi Order asked them to do is go and collect the body of this Jedi Master on this planet. Yes. Yes. Right. And the whole time. So what was the quote? Dooku, Dooku is Dooku is saying like we need more information. I want to. I want to look at this more. And mm -hmm. and Windu is like, 
no, that that's not what that's not what we were asked to do. Right. And then at some point, all right, mm-hmm. let me find it. Hit me with it. Luckily, we don't have to worry about those things. The that's council business to worry about how we spend our time and how we interpret what we are supposed to be doing. Can a Jedi truly keep peace if they continue to take everything the Senate says as law? Luckily, we don't have to worry about those things. That's council business. Whatever council told me to do, that's all I have to do. I don't have to worry about thinking about what council was considering. I just have to worry about what council told me to do. Is my interpretation after I said those two quotes. Okay. Um, Let me me, um, put a spin on it for you. Thank you. Um, I grew up with these people. I've been, you know, on however many adventures with these people, I trust them. Sure. So these are the most, I mean, the Jedi high council, there's other councils, but like the Jedi high council is the one that is supposed to be in charge of the Jedi order. Right. Mm -hmm. Effectively. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be comprised and I think that outside of Anakin joining the council, it was <laughs> of people who had a lot of wisdom and had been through some shit. Yeah. Considering that Yoda was the grand master and was like 850 at the time. Yeah. You know, like, I think that it's probably a pretty right in the middle of the midlife crisis right there. Yeah. So, but, um, okay. Tail end. It's very close. So I think that if I had been in Mesa's situation, I don't know that I, I mean, like knowing me as a person, having not grown up in the Jedi order. Yeah. I probably would have been like, speak for probably closer to Dooku. Well, I will. Okay. Um, Probably closer to Dooku. Like I'm curious. I want to know what's going on. Kind of like what we see with Ellie and Omega and all these other things, right? He's a grown up version of what that is. Like, I'm not satisfied with A to B and just that's all right. I need to know why this happened because I care about Mm. what happened to this person that I, you know, have worked with. I want to know why she died and the circumstances surrounding it. You know, and Mace is like, you know, the council saying that we don't need to worry about that kind of stuff. So let's just take care of it. You know, and, you know, maybe Mace had like a Mahjong tournament or something he needed to make back on Coruscant. I don't know. <laughs> but like, at the same time, I could also, I, I don't get the feeling that like Mace is just like a mindless drone because that was his opinion of this particular. Issue. No, I am. I guess I'm not taking it to the extreme of he's a mindless drone, but when 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 we were talking about the inhibitor chip just now sure that made me think of the difference between mace and uh other guy and their their interaction okay count i don't know his first name i don't know his first we know his first name count steven dooku that it wouldn't be great if it was steven Right. So that, I mean, and you know, this whole indoctrinate, I mean, you know, my stance on um, abducting children and then bringing them into your uh, religious organization. Sure. 
immediately right I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hit that any more harder than i just did but um so that i mean that that gives me echoes of that type of mentality only not as extreme because it's not a literal chip planted inside their brain to make them to force them to think another way right mm-hmm. yeah i can see that so. yeah but um should we only do two episodes i don't know because what happens is we 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 start with the first two and then we just trail on now nah, we'll do three I've, I've made the executive decision okay but, i mean like you can do seven and eight oh, here oh oh yeah yeah so basically what happens is that rex leads the bad batch to um, a planet run by the scrapper guild which is like decommissioning basically the war machine from the grand army of the republic right so all the ships that the republic use they're now being like broken down into their base materials it's the same thing that's happening same thing yeah yeah and uh and and or the the yeah planet it's breaking that shit down is a massive yeah i mean we also see this at the beginning of uh jedi fallen order the video game like when cal kestis yeah the opening scene is him working at a scrapyard trying to stay hidden i got major uh fallen order vibes when they were jumping through the the ship and like trying to cross the tight wire and just seeing like the whole dilapidated rusted out sort of abandoned uh architecture of underground and everything that was exactly what i've been through a hundred times in fallen order Mm. through other other planets but um yeah, so this one ends with I guess we assume that everyone gets their inhibitor chip removed. Like it's a rough deal for uh Big Bad Wrecker, but I assume everyone else is, I mean Wrecker's there to hold them down. <laughs> if they freak out, Wrecker gets to just uh physically overpower all of them. Yeah. But um, then we end with seeing what I assume is some sort of Sith or just like another high up the blue guy person uh i mean he's wearing sort of he has sort of a metal face mask that looks like with the tubes hilo almost he doesn't really have tubes is he blue i mean it's dark out so he's like is this the guy that knocks out Wrecker and steals Omega? No, 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 no. This guy, it, uh, oh, it's a scrapper. Yeah. No. The Intruders confirmed on the Jedi cruiser. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, when I saw the get up, I was like, Revan? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's what telling him to notify here? the Empire. Yeah. They're on this planet, and he's, and he's, and he, there's a, a scrap. So the scrappers look a lot like one. Yeah. Revan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're saying like, notify the Empire. Okay, guys. Like, this is a little bit too close to home. Like, <laughs> if he has a lightsaber hanging off his belt, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> right. So. He doesn't even need a lightsaber. He just needs a cylindrical metal tube. Yeah. Those, that's redundant, but. Yeah. That's fine. And then that's that's how the that's how it ends, right? Yeah. So then we get Cad Bane, who we also saw at the in the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, oh, is that Cap. who that is? Yeah. 
Okay. He shot Cobb Vant, uh, Timothy Oliphant's character. Oh, yeah. And then uh, he and uh, I I think it was he and Boba had like a showdown and Boba shoots him. But then we, we were pretty sure that he's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's he, that um, whole thing where you don't watch them die. You just see them get right. fatally shot and that's it. Yeah. But then they come back because they make money I mean, for you Star know, Wars. Right. Yeah. And then uh, so he steals Omega and then uh, the bad batch. Whoa, whoa. To- Did I miss that? Yeah, probably. Did Omega get? No, Omega she didn't get snatched. stolen. Yeah, she got snatched. Oh, shit. Because I, I know what the next couple episodes are because I watched them a year ago. So that didn't happen. It did. No way. She's sitting next to Wrecker. He gets, he wakes up. She's super stoked. At the end of the episode, this happens. I'm watching. I'm watching the end of the episode now. So we see. We see end of episode Ec- eight. We didn't watch episode eight. Yeah, we did. We did four episodes. We did three episodes last week, and then this week we also did three. Well, I didn't watch the next one. Well, okay. So at the end of episode seven, um, <laughs> yeah, they get the in- inhibitor chips out, and nothing else happens. <laughs> did we say we were going to watch four? Yes, we did. No. So do you remember this conversation? Hey, dude, the first episode's like an hour and 20 minutes long, so let's just do that. Yep. Okay, then we'll do three, and then yep. we need to do four so that we can finish out first season of Bad Batch before Mandalorian season one comes out in March 1st. Do you remember that, that conversation? That part never happened. Do you remember the conversation that I'm telling you about, though? No. And you're lying about it on no, our podcast? I, look, look. I assumed it was going to be one, three, 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 three. I wish that you paid more attention to me when I tell you things. What's that? Yeah. 100%. All right. Hold on. Let me count these episodes out. Sure. Uh, there's. <laughs> All right. So clearly Omega gets stolen. At well, when some does that point. happen? We haven't seen that. Happen. We don't know. None of us know. No one can know. Okay. There's 16 now, episodes in this in this. So I mean, if you want to, right. we can go seven to ten, thirteen. Oh, I see why you wanted to do that. All right, yeah. here's all right. Well, I did not watch the, the last episode. I did not watch eight. So regardless, we're gonna do it your way now because that is now the time no. that we're no. I'm gonna watch five for the next one. You there's no way you have to work before we do our podcasts. Like you're what you're I saying can do is it. You're gonna watch like almost two hours. There's no way you can do that. One. Right. Oh, okay. We see the one guy from Mandalorian. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Yes. God, I would have I would have I would have talked wake quicker through these if i thought we were covering four i was a little surprised that you weren't and like you were like oh well let's talk about seven which is basically the first of a two-parter oh shit no nope. and then and then i was and then i and like oh, okay I, well we're gonna get to Cobb, and he's gonna be stoked and i can't i can't wait and then it was like oh okay. oh man Cobb's gonna show up you remember when he shot the mandalorian i i do yeah he was a cool character on Mandalorian too. I wish we could see more of him. I'm excited that we get to now uh, today. 
if you're wondering what this oh man this look on my face is it's a disappointment <laughs> all right all right you That's didn't right. you didn't More star wars remind me well, i'm doing five i'm Ooh. doing it i just I... won't watch them all to them on monday i'll watch a couple before monday mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a responsible podcaster and then up. i'll be ready so I'm going to have to get through eight. 12. We're going to get up to 12. Correct. Hey, did you want to talk about Winkle's email today? Or do you want to cram it into the five episode? One next I week? did not read Winkle's email. That's okay. You're just now becoming a responsible podcaster. So everyone has to start <laughs> sometime. I carried us through the first 15 months. That's fine. That's all right, though. Uh, no, no, let's talk about it now. Okay. I happen to have it up. Would you like me to read it? Yeah. Get to the, get hit me with the high, high notes. Okay, cool. Well, um, I was talking to master Winkle wife. He's all, he's all upset. Master now. Winkle. I'm a little upset. Yeah. That's all right. You'll make it up to me. Uh, Which one are we talking? Are you King casual or episode 61? Episode 61. Okay. Continue. <clears throat> Okay, so as the Empire gains more and more power over the universe, they seem to be setting up more and more institutions and regulations. Uh, It also seems like they aren't really doing anything in the best interest of the people, but there must be at least a few things that the Empire does right, right? Uh, Interest of the people, they're not doing things in the interest of the people overall. They're doing the in the interest of the people that can help them the most. Right. Yeah. Like if you're talking about Mon Mothma's husband. Yeah. Yeah. Things are going. Yeah. 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 Under the empire. His only job is knowing and having a relationship with influential people. Pretty much. He's right. Like he is a schmoozer. It. Right. Yeah. If if his wife left him, he would have no nothing. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So like kept man. He's sort of operating on borrowed uh time slash. Uh, 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 uh popularity yeah influence mm-hmm. only because he doesn't know that she is working directly with the opposition right it's a very closely held secret one right. that she does not if, trust if her she husband came with. out tomorrow because she's spoken out to the senate what what's left of it right of like mm-hmm. guys we need to one of the last episodes of Andor was her being like, we have to stand by these lesser represented people. Right. And that's when people were like closing, turning off their little like hover hovercrafts. Yeah. I could be doing anything else right now. Basically. Yeah. 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 So. <clears throat> so, yeah. So um, people like him. Yeah. They're doing a lot. Um, yeah. Everyone else. No. Uh, We have had this debate in our time as well. On one side, we all like to keep as many of our own personal freedoms as possible, but we'd also like to do what's best for everyone collectively. But where do we draw the line? As a frequent traveler, I hate how long it takes to get through airport security, but I really like not having to worry about my plane being hijacked or blown up. (laughs) As a country, we have similar discussions about gun rights and regulations, masks and vaccines, policing and crime the border and immigration, healthcare, housing, et cetera. Where do you fall on the spectrum between individualism and collectivism? Where do you draw the line? Um, the safe, well, 
me personally, the safety of the people around me. Sure. I'm willing to be minorly inconvenienced. If, if that means that there's a reasonable threat, reasonable being uh, people smarter than me have decided that this was the smart thing to do. It's like speeding, right? We all decided that if you travel over a certain amount, like uh, of speed, your, your re at a certain point, your reaction speed means less and less, Mm -hmm. right? Right. There's a graph that shows how fast you go versus how quickly you can think Mm -hmm. on average. And there's a, there's a best practices for that. I'll go ahead and follow that because that means that I cannot kill other people. If that means that if you wear a mask, you're X percent less likely to be infected and therefore infect the people around you circa two years ago then I'm going to go ahead and do that and not worry about it because it's a minor inconvenience and I'm not going to, and this is all predicated on the fact that my feelings are not facts. My feelings mean fuck all to the actual world around us. (laughs) And so I'm going to go ahead and abide by those things. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's my line. It's, it's just that. Yeah. Like I, um, like I don't own a gun. Sure. So like when I hear about like a mass shooting, I think it's not a big deal to not own a gun because I don't want one. Right. So I'm like, well, uh everyone should not want them. Then we would have fewer mass shootings. And that yet we don't live in a world where that that's the case. However, I did live in a world and currently still am where I had cancer and then it is fucking expensive to here it is correct so I'm, and i'm you're and you're where you me. are yeah <laughs> and so like i don't want to use the term financially ruinous yeah oh but yeah. i'm gonna and uh like i've only been sued uh once in my life and that was to pay back the hospital that saved my life and i wanted to pay them back and i remember calling the, the hospital in tears and saying like i really do appreciate you guys you know saving my life but i don't have this amount of money now i can't give you this money now and do things like pay my mortgage right but i live in a country where that's a reality and i got through it thank god through the help of many people and the institution itself but if i had lived three hours to the east i would never had to have gone through any of that yeah so where's my line I think a lot of people's lines are going to be like, where is it benefit me the most? Yeah. And I would like to think that my line also shifts based upon like, Hey, where does it not hurt some stranger as well as me? You know? And so like, when I think about gun control, I think like, it doesn't really affect me to not have a gun. Does it really affect Kyle, whatever his fuck his his fucking name is, Rittenhouse with his AR fifteen. If he didn't have it, yeah, would his life be detrimentally worse if he didn't go to Kenosha? Right. I can think of a reason why people's lives are worse because a lot of people own guns, and it's not everybody that owns a gun. Well, well no, but like statistically, owning a gun means that you are astronomically more likely to die from a gun correct right 
it's the same it's the same sort of thing like driving a car makes you exponentially more likely to die in a car accident yeah yes those are the same basis of a statistic but you don't need to own one to thrive in the world right right you know, like like and if the world was two miles across and i could get everywhere i needed to by walking that'd be fucking great but unfortunately the planet is like thousands of miles wide right right so like so that's not a realistic thing we all have to drive we don't all have to use guns but there are certain concessions that everyone makes it's just so many people make concessions uh in the benefit of people beyond themselves to the detriment of others oddly enough right. and there's not enough people making it to the detriment to themselves to the benefit of the greater amount of people yeah like i didn't i didn't enjoy wearing a mask no and and like not seeing my family for a year yeah i did those things because i thought that it would help them you wanted to see your family later like in yeah. a couple of years yeah exactly so like yeah. um i was at i was eating lunch at a bar um that i like to go to well it's really a restaurant but i sit at the bar and uh one of the cooks came out and i was the only one at the bar and he was talking to the, the hostess and he said something like um none of the people who reportedly had covid died it's all just a huge conspiracy well, I've known people that have died from COVID. And so when I jumped yeah. down this motherfucker's throat and was like, listen, like the people that I know that have passed on from COVID or its complications are not, they're not hiding from me for the rest of their lives to pull one over on me. That shit right. happened and you're fucking stupid. And when you sit there yeah. and you say shit like that, you're belittling like their entire existence. And I, I'm not going to stand for it, you know? And like, yeah, he, you know, shot some shit back at me and I got mad at him and we had a little shouting match right there in the restaurant. And that was fun for everybody else that was around, you know? But like, I think to myself, like, it is not a big deal for me to get the vaccine. It took 45 minutes. It was free. I yeah. did it on my lunch break. I could wear a mask. I didn't like it, but I did it. And that's like, to me, that's being an adult. Yeah. Being an adult largely is doing shit you don't like so that <clears throat> other people can have their way. Like I do stuff at my job that I don't like to do. My boss sure. told me to do it. That's sure. I mean, I mean, like, I don't think that it's a big deal. We're just going to, I'm just going to go through his list. Like, I don't think it's a big deal if we decide that we're going to fund the police differently so that they're prepared to face the kinds of threats they're likely going to face you know, in our communities nowadays, and that's not, not a universal thing, but I don't think that the way that we've been doing it's the best way. Right. So I would like to see some change there, not monumental change, but some change. The border and immigration. We built a border on one of our borders. We built a wall on one of our, our borders. We Quote have, unquote we have, wall. We have another one, right? Yeah. No one cares about the affluent country to our north that looks like looks like us talks like us who we who we can see ourselves in they talk they want to build a, a wall along a border about well a country that doesn't look like us who doesn't talk like us and who doesn't share essentially the same kind of like societal benefits that we have 
And this is not about like, I mean, this is just about keeping out people who are different than you. And like, to me, that's close-minded. And so like, I think that that's yeah. stupid and I don't want to do it. And like, I laugh anytime anybody talks about a wall uh, because it's a stupid investment that doesn't work, has never worked, will never be completed and is easy to get around anyways. Well, I mean, and they're all fear-based decisions. They're not, they're not correct. They're not, it's a fear-based decision, which is never good. No. Now, Winkle asks, are there a few things that the Empire does right? And we get a couple of glimpses of that. Uh, I think a couple, one of the episodes we watched last week, which was three, not four, uh, for those of you counting at home. Uh, one of the one of the soldiers was like, I get to eat every day. I get a paycheck that I'm able to support my family with that I didn't hit. I didn't get with the resistance. So there, there are, I mean, they have, they keep the people that they want employed, employed, right? Like it's sort of, you build an army by telling the people that you want that you're going to take care of them and, and you take care of them and then they will follow you to the end, regardless of what you tell them to do, depending on extreme circumstances, obviously. I mean, yeah. I, and I think that that's. I mean, you want to talk about some of the things the Empire does well. They're efficient. They're efficient as fuck. Yeah. You know, like, there's a there's an argument to be made that if you wanted to live in a, in a government that's going to utilize its resources in the best way possible, it's not a capitalistic one. It's yeah. probably an authoritarian, authoritative one, like the Empire. However... They didn't use any of their resources for the betterment of their people. They ground them under. Yeah. So like we, I can't give them credit for doing anything right because none of the stuff that like, so like I heard this, I think today on the radio, like a government is there to like ensure that things like for us, like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness can exist. Yeah. And they're supposed to be like the stewards of that. And so like, I think that that's a real kind of like poetic way to look at government. But ultimately what government is, is a group, a, a group of people in our society and culture that manage the resources of our lo like local governments, state governments and our federal government. And we all have to work together. I mean, that's what this is. And like, that's what we're losing in this, in our country is the ability to work together. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're going to move on here in a little bit. Real quick though, yeah, I I don't want to belabor this whole thing so long, but um, <clears throat> I saw a thing that was hilarious. Was not hilarious. Was um terrible. But the only thing you could do is laugh at it. No, no, okay. it was somebody who was running a D and D campaign, mm -hmm. and they're they're really good at it. Um, but anyway, the whole thing it came down to this. Someone they were basically like you think you have choice you you think that you may you choose the things in your life sure when you're driving on a road you can decide you can choose if you go left or right but somebody yeah. long before you built those roads and decided what direction you were going to travel either way long before you got there so somebody else made the choices for you well before you got to where you are right now. So like your decision to go left or right 
is your choice, sure, but the fact that you can only go left or right was somebody else's choice far before you made it here. So uh, I have another podcast that talks about football, and we talk about uh, what's it called? It's called the Casual GM Podcast. Thank you for the plug. Oh, nice. Thank you. Uh, hey, do you have another show that you'd like to plug? I do. It's called Remotely Friends. We 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 it's do something every Thursday on Twitch. Thank yeah. you. Um, and we talk about statistics and their subjectivity. And like your what you said reminded me of this is that any statistic ever is subjective because sure. basically like what you said is that like someone decided that we are going to track X amount of things, yards mm. in football or touchdowns in football, you know, but like, <clears throat> like, and so the example that we always like to use is someone decides during a game, whether a player has half of a sack. Okay. Well, that's subjective, yeah. you know, like yeah. why, why is the field a hundred yards long? That doesn't yeah. make any, why is it yards, not feet? I don't know. Like, why is the field um, considered to be a hundred yards and not 300 feet? You know, I don't know. Yeah. But someone somewhere decided that that was the way that the game was going to be played. Right. It's still free choice. Mm-hmm. Within the parameters of somebody else's already made choice. But choices lacking a parameter is anarchy. That's fair. Yeah. So like that's, that's that's like what you said earlier in the podcast about how yeah you could drive through a field that's a choice yeah. but that's anachronistic no because right. there are roads correct you, you animal you don't have to do it all right uh we're getting long right now but you brought up a thing that has me just ask one sports question sure. which I know you're giddy about I love it how do you think Mm-hmm. football would be different or even basketball, but we'll stick with football. If let's say tomorrow they were like, we're going to make an NFL plus league mm-hmm. and it's 300 yards. A football field is 300 yards long <laughs> and first downs are 15 yards. I think it's soccer. The okay. first thing off my mind is it's soccer, like scoring plummets. No one watches it guys, by the way, uh, um guys or gals i didn't mean uh people drew is my authority on all things sports i don't know if any of you realize this take his take his star wars um acuity and apply it tenfold to sports because the dude's a fucking encyclopedia to me and i'm a casual i mean I mean, we could flip that around and be like, I didn't mean to qualify for you, but you know, well, whatever. Um, like I can't play a musical instrument. Sure. You play like four. I am not you to football as I am to musical instruments. Try, you could have just let that one go. People would no, thought you're super couldn't. cool. It's right. way too self-deprecating. And, um, no, my upbringing would never think that let me think that highly of myself. So understood. So, I when I listen to Drew talk about sports, it's like me listening to him talk about Star Wars tenfold. Continue. Yeah, so if, you, if you're looking for an authority in sports, I'm more than happy to fill that void. You're so and you are it. Yes. <laughs> so if the if you basically triple the size of the field in length mm-hmm. and made it so it was harder to move that down that field. If you're going to keep every other rule the same, scoring would plummet. Yeah. 
Okay. So I would I would say if you look at sports like hockey and baseball, the problem that they had in those sports is number one, scoring's low, but hockey always had better, I believe, had better <clears throat> ratings because there's constant movement, there's constant yeah. action. Yeah, yeah. The 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 const the I think I saw a, a thing. This is great content. I think I saw a thing yeah. years ago. It's mediocre, okay? Where it was like the the playtime of a game is like 11 minutes or so of a football game is like 11 minutes or something like that and hockey it's the it's however long it takes. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just, it's a constantly flowing. Yeah, same thing with a baseball, right? Like if you if you hit a stopwatch when the play started and when it ended, like it's very short, especially cause the time keeps going, but hockey, it's like the game was, was 90 minutes. There was 90 minutes of action. Right. Yeah. So both hockey and baseball have made rules changes that promotes offense. Cause that's mm-hmm. what people want to watch. Sure. So if you make these two changes, triple the length of the field, make it more difficult to get first downs, you're legislating less offense into the game because you're making it more difficult to score. Okay. So I think that it would... What if I don't it was wanna... 75 yards then? And uh, first down yeah. was eight yards. So here's the thing that I think would get people to watch football even more than it is. Mm-hmm. If, you, if the game was just college football overtime rules, I think that you would it would be amazing. Can so you explain you, that to the layperson? All of you other people that aren't me that know would, exactly what he's talking about. I would. I will do it. So basically, you start each team twenty-five yards away from their scoring opportunity, and it's basically like, um, it's uh it's it's the premise of every other. So like, if I if you score a touchdown, I have to score a touchdown to continue the game. You know, if you kick a field goal and I score a touchdown, I win the game. Okay, so, sure. And and then the longer the game progresses, we add difficulty to to um, arrive at the same amount of points. So if like you and I each score a touchdown three consecutive times, now we can no longer kick extra points. Now we have to go for two on every every attempt. I love that. So, like, you eliminate kickoffs, you eliminate everything that happens on effectively the middle 50 yards of the field, or basically the other 75 yards of the field. And you can just, I mean, you could get through a game in, I don't know, 30 minutes and have it be a pretty decent game, I think. So that's the reason why they won't allow that, because the longer the game, the longer the advertisement options are. All professional sports, the majority of the money that goes into those leagues is advertising dollars. Yeah. So in the NFL, it's billions. Billions and billions. They're losing money every year, though. No. No? No? The the NFL does not lose money. If they did, they're the worst stewards of money that anybody that's ever... (laughs) had it including like i think i feel like they've lost money in advertising though because people are streaming them or no no so the new tv deals just got reorganized just got renegotiated like 18 months ago and they're gonna kick in at the beginning of next nfl season and they made something like 
multiple billions from like NBC, CBS, Fox, Oh shit, it's Amazon. gone up every year. Yeah. Like and not I, like a little except bit. for 2020. Did something weird happen uh, that season for Well, there was a global pandemic that didn't allow us to play I mean, them. it it went from 15 uh what is that? a billion dollars to 12 billion and then shot up to 17 billion in 2021 so yeah so like even even huh. youtube tv has negotiated some kind of right to show like some amount of professional football on there too. so like are you talking i mean like yes we are going to stream football but that's because streamers like amazon and youtube are now hey. effectively competing with other broadcasting channels yeah order to show the games so plus the nfl will spool out so like i don't subscribe to any of the networks or the streaming services yeah. i subscribe to the nfl networks <laughs> i know why you're laughing and that's not where i'm going okay sorry continue i subscribe to the nfl direct because oh sure i can watch football three different ways i can watch the game as it was broadcast on any of those platforms yeah or i can watch what's called condensed which is like love you those just, you just there's no commercials there's like the play happens the next play happens and you're through a game in 45 minutes i can watch four football games in the amount of time it takes you to watch one live yeah and i would rather do that i like those too <laughs> it's awesome yeah, they do a lot of college games that way, too. And then there's something called All-22, which is like if you were a crow in the sky, it's a camera that like will let you like look at the entirety of the field every play. Oh, okay. And you can like stop, start, stop, start, and it's like coaches film. So if I wanted to, Crazy. I can do that, that as well. And it's just a subscription-based service. I can't watch the games live. But like sure. two two hours after, I mean, like if I'm watching a one o'clock game at six o'clock at night, two hours after it's over, I can watch that game in 45 minutes. And yeah. then I have it on my TV. I don't have to watch it on my phone. So it's fucking great. Yeah. See, see how if you get them going on sports, he just fucking takes off. So, and it's immense. It's an immense topic of conversation. And yeah. extremely relevant in our society which is really sad second only to star wars as far as what how much real estate it takes up in your brain depending on the time of year um <laughs> i would say as far as real estate in my brain it's football one star wars two yeah but that's saying my, something considering your knowledge of uh star wars yeah but considering that we're getting <laughs> star wars content on it you know all year round that's true it's it's increasing now it's been pretty stagnant yeah. except for a movie every other year for yeah, those past... scales are even yeah so you're gonna start have you're, you're gonna start running in some real uh capacity issues here well i can't remember anybody's name anymore so in, i was in like, football no and like my friends and family so like oh. i was like <laughs> that's what you've that's what you've gotten rid of yeah so like um so we play you and i met by because we play a game called magic the gathering yes and so like i was talking about so i i i've now moved on to a different format than most of my friends yeah and uh so like we were talking about their favorite format and so i was like alan one in the blue instant you know return target creature to its hand scry one or something he was like oh this and i was yeah. like yeah oh yeah and I was yeah, like, yeah 
he's like you you forgot the name of this card and i was like i haven't thought about that card in three and a half years now yeah you know like you know, it's like it's starting to you're Boba starting Fett. to delete some things is what yeah. you're saying so it just it turns out that like when you play limited and not modern you only play one yeah. modern deck that you only give a shit about that yeah when you look at things a little differently it yeah. forces you to forget the other things that's right all right we did it yeah we're great well we've we've jumped to sports and now magic we gotta let him go if you made it i think this chris far, is gonna be kudos. wildly entertained yeah <laughs> that's true i think i bought his curd apes so uh cool uh thanks everyone if you want to tell us things about how you felt uh mediocre conversations at gmail.com uh spelled exactly as it's spelled and uh thanks everybody for hanging out and may the force be with you <laughs>